Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. I'm inviting you to stay tuned to this Bible study uh, right here on our website. Wherever you are listening live or downloading this broadcast, we're so glad uh, that you joined us today to gather around the Word of God and gather from the Word of God that particular peculiar truth that God wants you to apply, me to apply to my life today. Oh, it's so good to be part of the family of God and part of that great company that has come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and our personal Savior and are not running from God anymore, but running to God for every possible need of our life. Well, we're talking about a great subject, and I pray that it will be a blessing to you. We're talking about sun-ripened fruit, the fruit or product of the Holy Spirit's work within us, reproducing in us the very character of Jesus Christ uh, and the very very qualities of, of God's own person within us, God's love, God's joy, and today we're going to talk about God's peace. We're taking our primary text from Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, where it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now, this is very important that we understand. In order for the Holy Spirit to bring forth all of these nine fruit of the Holy Spirit or products of the Holy Spirit, it, it involves our commitment to be surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus that we might have the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I want to say that again. We have to be committed, devoted, and surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus that we might then have the leadership of the Holy Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, we should walk in the Spirit. In order to walk in the Spirit, we have to crucify the flesh with its passions and its desires. You see, this love that is produced by the Holy Spirit is divine. It's not a religious brand. There are religious uh, so-called uh, people who love their God that would kill you and kill me for not worshiping their God in their way. Listen, the true and living God does not manifest that kind of hate and murder in His name. He will protect His people. He will defend His people. It's dangerous to harm His people, but I want you to know His people are not the ones that you should fear, except in the sense that touching us touches him directly. But today I want you to understand that this is a product of the Holy Spirit and it only is allowed to come forth as we allow it. You see, following Jesus so that his character might be manifest in us and through us involves becoming his disciple 
And in order to be his disciple, the Bible said we must deny ourselves, take up our cross, that's the crucifying of the flesh, and then following through, following him, allowing the Holy Spirit to make us more like him. It begins with love as the primary fruit of the Spirit, fundamental, foundational. But then it continues to produce, out of that agape love, to produce love first, then joy, then peace, and all the rest. We're dealing with peace this week. Oh, what a message. You know, of all the titles given to Jesus, and there are titles given to him, even in the old covenant, it said in his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the most, uh, the most uh, coveted uh, part of his ministry to us. He's a wonderful father. He's a wonderful friend. He's a wonderful counselor, as it says. But above all, the most coveted of all people, of all of those phrases, is the Prince of Peace. It's something that this world cannot give anyone. If there's any promise of peace in this fallen world, it is a lie. It is a facade. It is not the truth. But true peace can only come from the Prince of Peace Himself, and that is Jesus Christ. I want to, uh, I want to make a statement today. This peace, this product of the Holy Spirit's work within us, bringing peace within and peace to our minds. This peace of God begins with peace with God. The atoning blood of Jesus Christ brought reconciliation to God so that we might receive peace with God first and then peace from God. It is so important to understand peace originates not with just the Holy Spirit uh, uh, making us at ease and calming us down, but, but pointing us as the Spirit of truth. When He comes, Jesus said, He will testify of me. He will tell us more and more about Jesus. And peace begins with salvation, of course, getting right with God, having our sins forgiven. Listen to Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This word peace denotes quietness in the Greek, a sense of calmness and Harmony. I, I want to. I want to zero in on this part. We all know what quietness means and calmness, but this word harmony uh, is part of that uh, explanation of this Greek word harmony. It's interesting to note that this Greek word is derived from another Greek verb meaning to join. Therefore, it carries the meaning to set at one again. And isn't there a word uh, that comes forth from the Scriptures, atonement, at one literally being made one with God, being 
at harmony with Him. You see, sin separates man from God. Therefore, there is no peace, no real lasting peace until we come into harmony with God, come into unity with God. We tell that enmity between a holy God and sinful mankind it is, is, is somehow conquered. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, there's a contrast between the wicked and the righteous. And Isaiah 57, verse 20 and 21 says, The wicked are like the troubled sea, when it cannot rest, driven by the winds, gales, and circumstances, whose waters cast up mire and dirt, there is no peace, saith my God, unto the wicked. Now, there's a scripture about the last days, and it talks about uh, the conditions of the earth as the tribulation is unfolding. And it said that there would be earthquakes in divers places, and, and, and the sea and the waves would be roaring. And immediately we think of the, the tidal waves that earthquakes create. But there's also, uh, I believe, a spiritual application. Out of the sea is where the beast came, and out of the sea came the false prophet. And the sea there is not the waters of the ocean, but it's the, the sea of humanity. Out of the nations of men come these uh, key figures in the book of Revela Revelation. And when the sea and the waves are roaring, the Bible teaches us here in Isaiah uh, that that the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest. There's an unrest. There is a distress of nations. Jesus said there would be with with puzzlement, with 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 perplexities uh, that men can't figure out, and the sea and the waves are roaring. We see it now more than ever as the end approaches. It's, it's, it's accentuated. There is no peace. People are seeking it through drug addictions. They're seeking it through uh, alcoholism. They're seeking it through every kind of sexual experience, trying to find that, that satisfaction that is always eluding them. And really what they're looking for is peace, and they can't find it in this world. There is no peace, saith my God, unto the wicked. Listen to the contrast between those who are not right with God and those who have been reconciled to God through the blood of Christ. In Colossians 1 and verse 20, it said, And having made peace through the blood of His cross, to reconcile all things unto himself. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. Oh, friend, to know that God sees you and I 
as believers upon Jesus, having repented of our sins and therefore having our sins remitted, that He sees us. We are presented to God because of the blood atonement of Jesus, holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. I don't know if you heard that. To be able to stand because of the blood of Jesus in this condition, knowing our imperfections, our fallacies, our faults, and yet the blood of Jesus allows us to be presented holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. You talk about peace, being able to lay your head down at night and know if I get the call to go into the presence of God and go to heaven and I stand before him, I will stand before him cleansed, set apart, holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, this is more than good. (laughs) This is better than just making it. This is not an old sinner saved by grace. Oh, no. This is a brand new person that has been born from above. (laughs) Hallelujah. And has obtained this kind of reconciliation, bringing peace with God that allows so we can receive peace from God. See, Isaiah 9 and verse 6, Jesus is called the mighty counselor, the mighty God, the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. In Ephesians 6:15, the gospel is called the gospel of Peace. The Holy Spirit declares Christ's lordship over all other powers. So the Bible said that we could have this great sense of calm, this great quietness within, because we have in that same word for peace, the the Greek word would bring forth harmony. (laughs) And, And it's derived from a Greek verb meaning to join. So it means to set at one again. No more enmity between us and God. You see, the Old Testament said, My ear is not heavy that it cannot hear. My hand is not short that it cannot reach you. But your sins have separated between you and your God. Friend of mine, I want you to know when the blood of Jesus is obtained by faith, as we repent of our sin and applied to our life, hallelujah, then the peace of God is able to keep our hearts and our minds in this fallen world, in this faulty body, as we crucify the flesh and begin to walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit. Peace, great peace have they 
which love thy law. And see, that's what changes within. And see, instead of seeing God's word as some restraining, restrictive force that's going to take away some quality of our life, some enjoyment of life, and I have to admit, there's some Christians that look that way. They look like they've been baptized in vinegar or pickle juice, dill pickle juice. But friend of mine, I want you to know there's a joy and and then a peace. For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. It is not just something to fulfill our flesh, even though it's a certain amount of things are needed for us to live, and it's satisfying to eat a good meal. Ah, oh, but listen carefully. The kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but it's righteousness, number one, being right with God, setting it one again with God. Hallelujah. Being reconciled unto God. And then it is peace. Hallelujah. And then it is joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. See, because we have peace with God, we can trust in Him and experience the peace of God. John 14 and verse 27 says, Jesus speaking, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. It is bequeathed unto us. Listen, not as the world gives, give I you. Not as the world gives, give I you. John 16.33 says it so plain and so very clear. I want to read it today. It says, These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. That word is thelpsis in the Greek, and it means anguish and pressure. Instead of an amen, you might just say, tell me about it. Depending on your age, you have discovered very, very early that in this fallen world, there's a lot of heartache and heartbreak and trouble. In this world, this fallen world, you will have tribulation. But in me, in me, you may have peace. So be of good cheer, he says, I have over." Come the world, one translation says, I've robbed it of power to harm you. Again, we're going back to the, the allowing for this fruit to come forth in our life by not feeding the flesh and allowing the flesh to have the influence upon our mind and upon our activities, but allow the Holy Spirit to have that influence. And when we give way to the Lordship of Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, the result will be this peace, this harmony. See, there's no tension between God's will and our will. <laughs> but there is a, a surrender to God's will. Uh, it's I call it a surrender that brings 
serenity because it brings peace. A lot of people are experiencing tension because what we're uh, doing and the way we're thinking and the way we're living is in 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 continual uh, uh, continual contrast with what God has willed for us. God has purposed for us. I'll tell you, God's not trying to detract from you or subtract from you. God is trying to give you something that the world couldn't offer if you had a billions of dollars. It is not for sale on the market flesh. Oh, a lot of counterfeits are for sale with big price tags. But friend, peace is not to be bought with all the money in the world. Only in Jesus Christ and only through the Holy Spirit and only by trusting in God. Can this tension be removed and this guilt and shame be removed and we understand our standing with God through the blood of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, that we might be presented, how? Holy, unreprovable, unblameable in His sight. You know, we used to, uh, first prayer I learned, my dad and I, we, we, we would pray together before I went to sleep as a child. And now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. A sweet little childlike prayer, but yet how true it is to lay down to sleep with the peace of knowing that you're right with God. That if you were called to stand in His presence, you would stand there because of the atoning blood of Jesus. You would stand there unblameable, unreprovable, listen, in His sight. And that's what really matters, isn't it? It's not how someone else sees you. It's not even how you might see yourself. It's how God sees you. When you have applied the blood of Jesus through faith and repentance of your sin, amen, and you've come to Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. You know, the Bible said in Isaiah 26 and verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Amen. He said, when you learn to come to me, get right with me. Amen. Then you can begin to trust in me. And when you start trusting in me, you will have that peace that you've been longing for, that you've been looking for. This word stayed on thee, whose mind is stayed in the Greek, Hebrew, rather, is somak. And it means to lean on, literally to take hold of. Philippians 4, verse 6 and verse 7 is very clear. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your request be known to God and the peace of God 
which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and your minds through Jesus Christ. Ah, this word stayed on him means to lean on. And the longer I live, uh, the more I lean on God in order to sustain this peace, to allow the Holy Spirit to bring it forth. It's the result of getting right with God and then trusting in God for every part of your life. That's why Second Peter begins with, in, in chapter 1 and verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Isn't that what we need today? We don't just need it added, not in this faulty body, in this fouled up fallen world. We need it multiplied unto us. Praise God. And God has more peace to offer than we have problems to surmount. Oh, friend of mine, then the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness. Righteousness allows for peace, and and this peace with God and the peace of God allows the Holy Spirit to produce this joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. Friend of mine, if you don't know Jesus today as your Lord and your personal Savior, then you simply don't have this peace, and you're not going to be able to find it with anything or anyone, it's only in Jesus. He said, I've spoken these things unto you in John 16, John's gospel. I've spoken these things unto you that in me, in me, you might have peace. In the world, you will always have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And this Jesus who offers this forgiveness, this reconciliation with God, and this peace in Himself, He invites you, come unto me. In the New Testament it says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and you will find rest for your soul. Ah, the wicked are still like the troubled sea, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. The sea and waves of humanity are roaring. Ah, but Jesus says, I know it's weighing you down. I know there's a reason you drink that much. I know there's a reason that you that you take those drugs and and destroy relationships and and end up in prisons of habit if not prisons of stone and iron bars and barbed wire. I know what is driving you, and I know how to deliver you, and I know what you need today. And I offer you reconciliation. Just think about it today. To be able to stand in the presence of God, you that were sometime alienated, Colossians one twenty one, enemies, in your mind and by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Now hath he 
reconciled in the body of His flesh, verse 22, to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in His sight. Today you can have that peace. Today you can have that relationship with God. Today you can be reconciled if you do not know Him. And I urge you right now, come to Jesus. Repent of your sin. Make Him the Lord of your life. And let Him give you this peace. Trust in Him. Lean on Him with all that you are, all that you have, all your future. Give it to God and let Him give you His peace. And today if you're a Christian and you haven't fully surrendered, you don't really know how to stand in your standing. You're trying to present yourself in a way that only Christ can present you. Holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in His sight. Washed in the blood of Jesus. Cleansed by the Word of God. Our friend, meditate upon what the blood of Jesus has accomplished in your behalf and stand in your standing, (laughs) having your conscience sprinkled from evil, from the guilt and the shame of past sins because they are past sins. (laughs) Amen. And experience this joy and this peace and be strengthened And stand tall and firm for Jesus in these last of the last days. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.